This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to my good, bad brain. I'm a normal person, so I'm insane. I've got depression and ADHD, but I'm doing better since I medicated me. I'm still not always sure whether I exist or what being a person even really is. But I figured out a long time ago that being alive is beautiful. I was figuring out what to do for this thing. I was thinking about all the things I try, all the practices and medicines prescribed and unprescribed. And I was thinking about the uh, don't kill yourself list. You know, probably the most common one we get besides coffee, maybe even beats coffee, is dogs. And uh, Allie and I have been fostering a dog this week who's came with the name Poochie, but I don't, she doesn't seem like Poochie. We're, we're figuring out what her name is. It's, she's surprisingly hard to, to name. And, uh, and I already spent a lot of time with my nephew dog, Bodie, who you may have seen online. They are polar opposite creatures, but, um, both of them have a similar calming effect. I feel I had a dog when I was a kid named Sonia. I insisted it was spelled with a J because I loved Red Sonia. You know who that is? She's basically like the uh, female version of Conan the Barbarian, this uh, swordsman who similarly barely wears any clothes, and I, I just thought she was cool. I love lowercase j's. Anyway, Sonia was a Samoyed, just kind of a Russian sled dog, and... We got her when I was probably five or six, whatever age first grade is, and uh, she lived until I was 21, so 16 years. Uh, we really grew up together. And I thought of her as one of my best friends. I, I remember one time in particular, I don't know uh, what it was uh, I was actually crying about, but I was crying on the back porch of this house in Illinois, and she came and she sat beside me and she just kind of hovered there and licked me and and pressed her furry body against mine and I, I put my face in her her fur and I cried and I felt better 
just having her around. Bodhi is uh, freakishly similar to Sonia, right down to the appearance. Um, and similarly, it's very hard to feel impossibly miserable around with his big blepping tongue flopping around and his expressive ears constantly shifting around his sweet block head. As I uh, speak now, our little foster pup, very much a street urchin with a bad haircut to get rid of all the matted fur she had and these enormous ears and these little prancing legs like a miniature deer. She's uh, snoozing on a blanket or my sweatshirt, which fell on the ground under my chair. And her presence alone is so calming. So uh, I thought maybe for a change and because I'm sick of myself, my own voice, my own thoughts, my me, 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 me struggle. Um, Because just considering and meditating is good, but sometimes I just, I got to do something, climb something, lift something, clean something, build something, learn something, share something. So I thought today for my good, bad brain, let's talk about dogs. Why dogs are good. Good for your mental health. And I've been thinking about this because, well, I know for sure my medications alone don't fix my life because then I just still have to face my life, the shape of it and what I'm doing with it, what kind of world my life happens in and what I can do to better that if it's impacting my internal life negatively. I mean, frankly, I'd uh, probably be okay just saying dogs are magic and being around them makes you feel better and that's it. Take three boops a day and call me in the morning. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, And some of it actually is uh, chemical, as it turns out. When you spend time with a dog or even better, pet and cuddle them, your oxytocin levels go up. Uh, Now, oxytocin is that hormone in your brain. It's a neuropeptide produced by your hypothalamus and uh, released by the posterior pituitary, which is most associated with love, bonding, friendship. In studies, it's been shown to increase trust and generosity, feelings of contentment and calmness. It reduces fear, anxiety. It is even thought to reduce inflammation and improve wound healing. Amazing. So um, it's kind of neat to know that your brain makes more of it by doing nothing but snuggling a little floofer. (laughs) Uh, I personally love how Bodhi smells, especially. It's a musky, doggy scent that I bet other people would find gross, but it makes me feel great. It makes me feel warm, makes me feel so much love. Um, and I looked into that. You know, humans uh, are able to form strong sense memories, uh, like a headspace that we can return to, triggered by nothing more than a smell. And so if you get a feeling from a certain smell, that's always going to be based on association that you have made. So for me, Bodhi triggers a sense of happiness. You know, maybe... Uh, It's that he's my pack. I know that he makes oxytocin happen in my brain just by being a doggo that I get to pet and be near. So perhaps just his smell alone tells my brain, hey, we should be in oxytocin mode and it makes me happy. Um, 
by the way, some common aromas that seem to have shared cultural associations and thus improve moods along certain common pathways. So this just means that uh, these scents have been shown, I guess, that b- broadly speaking, um, a lot of people have the same associations. And so these these scents have the same effect on people. Our um, peppermint for energy, we find that scent invigorating. Jasmine for sleep, lavender for relaxing, which who knows may explain why uh, I like lavender soap so much. Uh, You may have personal associations that make you hate those smells, uh, which would totally make sense. You know, if you have some bad connection, maybe you had an ex who was into aromatherapy and you just can't stand it. I don't know. But um, broadly speaking... You know, those are some nice ones to know to maybe try if you're looking for some something nice to smell to help pull you out of a funk. But let's get back to your brain on dogs. Um, they don't just increase oxytocin. Uh, dog time also reduces cortisol, which is uh, the hormone your body produces, I mean, among others, when stressed out. Cortisol actually does help you along with adrenaline in some survival mode situations. Uh, One weird thing I didn't know until I was looking up dog brain stuff is that it helps you create short-term memories, perhaps to help you remember what to avoid in the future. However, prolonged exposure to cortisol damages your cells in your hippocampus, uh, resulting in impaired learning and uh, makes remembering already stored memories more difficult. Overloaded presence of cortisol has been observed in connection with depression, anxiety, psychological stress, as well as uh, hypoglycemia, illness, fever, trauma. Um, It goes up during surgery, when you're in fear, when you're in pain, physical exertion, experiencing extreme temperatures. So basically, more cortisol indicates that your body is telling you it bad, we bad, life bad, world bad. (laughs) It bad, bad, no. Um, so I think it's nice to know that once again, nothing more than caressing the tufts of pupper and Zeno fur or scruffing some little gremlins ear flaps or seeing an English bulldog riding a motorcycle all decked out in proper safety equipment is enough to reduce that. Uh, the other side of having a dog in your life though is, uh, so, you know, not just chemical is that it changes your social and behavioral patterns in ways that overlap with social and behavioral patterns that have been shown to help increase mental health in general, or I should say improve. I don't know, it's interesting to say like mental health is something you can measure in mass and more of it. More mental health is good. Uh, Better mental health is good, I suppose. Uh, Like, okay, here, I'll, I'll give you an example. Let's say you are fostering a dog. Well, you know You're supposed to go for a walk now and again, get your body moving, soak in some sunlight, get some vitamin D cooking in your cells. You know that's good for you. But, of course, your bad brain, when it's being a bad brain, doesn't always let you do this. Now, suddenly, you've got a foster dog. So, unless you want poo in the house, you gotta go outside. And because you have someone else to show up for, I mean, I think a lot of us are better at taking care of others, uh more than ourselves um well shoot you got this little dog who needs you so they can go outside so gosh golly gosh dang i guess you got to go outside 
And then maybe in going outside, maybe going to the dog park even, maybe you just got to go to the pet store to get food and treats. And you start talking to other people about advice and experiences, hanging out with dogs. And oh man, now you're socializing. And that is compounding the companionship you already get from having a dog around. So both of these things are things that studies have shown help prevent illness, add years to your life, and improve your mental health. And you know, there's a very good chance that getting that dog food and feeding the dog regularly reminds me, it reminds you, you know, hey, you should probably eat something too. You should probably have a glass of water now that you've refilled the dog's bowl. And remember that this is important for self-care, hydrate. And as you go out into the world, again, building this routine with your dog, the dog park or the dog store, the anxiety you're used to feeling around other people, well, holy smokes, that's reduced too. And you didn't even notice. I mean, you normally would avoid these kinds of human interactions like the plague for the stressy feelings they give you. But now, I mean, you have to go because of the dog. So, you know, here we are accidentally strengthening our minds day by day. All right, well. Nice of us, right? To just use dogs for this, how selfish we are. Just just like every aspect of our lives, capitalism at its finest. I shall grow a living thing simply to use it to comfort me with its flesh. What a piece of shit I am. I don't know if anyone else's brains uh, gives them some line of thinking along this way. I, I'm, I'm sure you have much more creative uh, uh, ways that your depression brain figures out how to ruin perfectly good things for yourself and everyone around you. But uh, not so fast on this one, pal. It turns out, this dog medicine is a two-way street. They did this study. Well, it's not just they. It was uh, by the Amer- by. It's called American Humane. It's a DC-based animal welfare organization led by their national director of research and therapy, Amy McCullough. Uh, but they did this study because they wanted to know basically uh, if therapy dogs like being therapy dogs, or more specifically, if being therapy dogs is negative experience for them if it has some sort of harmful effect on dogs because uh, you know obviously we know it's good for us but you know what about them so they did this study uh, across five different hospitals around the country with 26 dogs hundreds of patients uh, they took saliva stamp samples samples yeah samples uh, they took saliva they took saliva samples <laughs> uh, from the dogs and they would test the saliva samples uh, from the therapy animals uh, while they were at home. And then when they were out being, you know, magical helper dogs helping these these kids receiving cancer treatments, uh, they would take their saliva samples then also. And they would test the saliva for cortisol, which is that same stress hormone that we have, to see if there was any change between home and the office. Um, now, they would also observe the animals for their behavior, uh, specifically behavior associated with stress. They, they refer to something called um, half like bowing uh, and also their uh, lip licking and shaking, which are um, and whimpering. That was the big one. Whimpering is like the highest level. Of, but these are anxiety responses that dogs can have uh, because cortisol levels alone do tell uh, an incomplete story. Um, so just the way like cortisol has some positive functions for us, uh, there are some positive associations in dogs. Because basically it accompanies uh, quote-unquote stressful situations, which are also exciting situations. So dogs can get an increase in cortisol uh, from things they find fun, like playing with the ball. The ball comes out, they start going crazy, and their cortisol levels go up. So they had to do this kind of dual thing, basically between uh, the cortisol levels at home in the office, and then also just observing the, the dog's behavior. Uh, they recorded them and watched all these, you know, 
interactions with kids to see this dog exhibiting anxious, unhappy dog behavior. You know what they found? There was no difference between home and with people who needed their comfort. Where a person might sponge off some of those bad feelings or even become traumatized from secondary experience, the dogs are just fine. They're like nature's Zen Buddhists or something. Unperturbed, happy to see you, happy to be alive. That alone seems to rub off sometimes. Of course, I gotta mention, this isn't just restricted to dogs. Um, maybe that sciencey part is, I don't know if they study these other animals, but the idea of getting some sort of soothing mental health benefit from animals. Uh, people of all kinds of therapy animals. Um, there were some studies, I'll just say as a side note, about emotional support animals while I was looking this up. Um, apparently, the science about emotional support animals is inconclusive. But one of the things I thought was pretty funny <laughs> about that is uh, even the people doing the study said that said, you know, in the in the studies, the science is inconclusive. This has any any benefit at all for people who have mental health problems. They, they would just go on to go like, we just know that people like them. It's like, isn't that, didn't you just make the point that you don't know if this is science, but then you said, we just know people like them, you know? Anyway, all kinds of therapy animals. Uh, some fun ones that you might be interested in knowing about are um, Dexter, who is an emotional support peacock. Daniel, uh, who is a duck that wears a diaper in public. Brutus. He's a squirrel in Florida who emotionally supports his uh, his human friend. Um, people have emotional support turkeys, snakes, pigs, kangaroos. Uh, I'm sure you could find just about any type of animal bringing light to dark minds somewhere in the world. But those ones I found specific examples of. I personally have done uh, horse therapy once, which was a uniquely powerful experience. I'll probably talk about that more in depth in some other episode. It turns out even fish will boost your uh, your mental state, your mood. Um, have you noticed how uh, a lot of doctors' offices will have an aquarium in the waiting room? That is not an accident, or seems not to be at least. Uh, it's a there was a study at Plymouth University that found just watching fish in an aquarium led to noticeable reductions in participants' blood pressure and heart rate uh, when placed in waiting rooms. Patients. Uh, anxiety levels were reduced, which helps them be more relaxed in surgery. Uh, Swimming little fishies have also been shown to uh, reduce aggression and increase the appetite of Alzheimer's patients. Uh, it's been shown to do similar things for children who have disruptive behaviors, which I got to say, it sounds very puritanical to me, that term, disruptive behaviors. But uh, I don't know, it probably just means like ADHD and you know, I don't know, outbursts or something like that. Um, who knows? Apparently, uh, the more variety and the more colorful the fish in the tank, the better the improvement on your mood. So there, definitive proof, diversity is always good. Uh, you know, I, I wondered after all of this, could it be that just helping another living thing that helps our own brain and heart and spirit could just watering plants help your mental health i will give you four seconds to guess the answer to that 
Well, besides Mama Terry, who I know got this one right, uh, I'm sure the rest of you were also correct in assuming that, yes, of course, the Journal of Physiological Anthropology published a study in 2015 that found, quote, active interaction with indoor plants can reduce physiological and psychological stress compared with mental work. This is accomplished through suppression of sympathetic nervous system activity and diastolic blood pressure and promotion of uh, comfortable, soothed and natural feelings, which is pretty nice. As I thought about all this, I thought of other things that have been making me feel good. Doing the dishes in a shared space, putting clean linens on the bed for my mom, bringing food to my brother, though he's usually the one who does it for me, and I, I hope it makes him feel good because it always makes me feel loved. These simple nurturing acts, these general sensory experiences of close proximity, happy, gentle touch, these are perhaps what we mean when we say show up. You know, when we show up for others, when we care for them, I do believe we care for ourselves. And likewise, when we care for ourselves, we enable the caring for others. In community, and even small acts of service, we build a life where our energy does not go inward into the vortex of self and ego into the bottomless hole in the middle of our navel, the uh, abyss that we can stare into, which stares so effortlessly and hypnotically back into us. It goes outward. It plants seeds of care and strength and confidence and warmth. We improve ourselves to improve each other and improve our world. None of these modes of genesis, none of these improvements can happen without the other. They're inextricably linked. We know the shape of our minds, our good, bad brains. We know that they can can bend the shape of our world. I believe that it is important to acknowledge the shape of our world also bends the shape of our minds. Like, maybe we're not crazy, you know? Like, the pain of others is real, and the pain of the world is real. And I believe it is appropriate that we feel that pain as our own, and it is appropriate that we feel linked to each other. We must not feel divided from each other and our world. Like We must work to process these pains and heal them in ourselves, in each other, in the world at large, and not necessarily in that order or any order at all. There's not a beginning or an end these cycles. There's only the cycle, the respiration of the world. Like, I believe that we collectively are the universe observing itself. So rest assured that any sense of aloneness you might have in your own good, bad brain is always an illusion. And does knowing that always help? Does knowing the... This change, this uh, the, the panic in your body and brain during an anxiety attack, does, does it stop the racing and spiraling thoughts of a manic depressive episode? Not really, I guess. I think it can help to gain some perspective sometimes, but I know 
these sort of cerebral thoughts of our interconnectedness don't always help in the moment. But it seems that if you water some plants or watch some fish or pet a dog, you know, do something for and involving something else that you care about. I mean, you're already getting better. We're in this together, you know? Anyway, thanks for listening to my good bad brain. Yeah, if you dug this, uh, you can check out patreon.com slash mygoodbadbrain. Support there makes this pod possible and allows me to hopefully prioritize producing it more regularly. Um, yeah, let me know if you like this because this is different than my usual rambles and conversations. And I really like doing it. It feels more like a thing. Uh and I'm sure you'll still get some of my rambles, but I liked putting this together and I like making something that's got a little more info. So, you know, I look forward to the feedback. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Jarrett underscore sleeper. Sleepers like it sounds and Jarrett's with two R's and two T's and Twitter also just at Jarrett sleeper. Um, yeah, holla at me. Uh, I think I'm going to be doing more of these for sure. There's some more, you know, interviews and brain breathers, sure. But, you know, I just like this and it's kind of the direction I think I want to shift it. Anyway, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to take care of yourself. Self-care. Hydrate. Always hydrate. And be well. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 